Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to What Do You Say Anime? I am your host, Peter, and on today's episode, myself and Watch Club member Rifle are going to be discussing the recently concluded fall 2021 season. We're going to be discussing about 10 shows that we fully completed, along with a few shows that are going to be like a speedrun type of thing that we normally do, and also what we dropped from this season. So, with this review, we're going to be talking about spoilers. So, in the descriptions below... In the channel that you'll see that there's going to be timestamps that you can use to skip ahead to the shows that you have seen to avoid those spoilers that you are maybe looking forward to so with that being said rifle thank you so much for joining me how's it going today oh it's doing good uh it's great to actually be here discussing seasonal anime since i'm like what one of five people who actually watched it yeah uh had a hard time convincing pat to watch some shows had a hard time convincing the normal roundup gang but rifle thank you so much for stepping up to the plate and uh being a seasonal watcher like myself that we we're able to discuss some of the shows that we have from the season that i thought were pretty good some of them pretty bad we'll get to those later uh but i think that we should just start off with well i think a lot of people are going to be considering anime of the year uh maybe anime of the season uh along those lines and i think it's gonna get a little spicy because i have some takes and you have some takes and it should be a fun conversation the first show up we got jobless reincarnation season two uh we we endured the adventure of rudy and the gang uh trying to find his family and just continue the journey studio bind who is literally only doing jobless reincarnation came back with the second part or i guess technically the second season of this and to be honest, knocked out the part visually, and I had a lot of good things to say about this. Rifle, I know that you're a fan of Jobless Reincarnation. What was like your first impressions of uh, season two so far? I think with season two, the one thing I noticed that a lot of people really uh, mentioned was that the quality of animation kind of went down. I think it had to be because uh, it wasn't focused on fighting. They were more focused on the adventure they had. Yeah, I, I agree, and I, I don't know if this is going to be a hot take or not, but I, I liked the first season a little bit more, a smidge more than season two. There was a few scenes that were really captivating that I thought stood out that were one of, honestly, one of the best of the year, uh, when Rudy and his dad had, like, the talk and the embrace and stuff. I thought that episode was, like, wonderful. There were some other scenes that, not my particular taste in anime, um when Rudy and Eris are on the ship and he looks down her shirt and he gets so horny he has to go jack off. I thought that was a little off-putting. I thought that scene was completely unnecessary and one of the many reasons why I hate Rudy as a character. However, I'm probably in the minority on that take, I feel like. A lot of people enjoy Rudy as a character. They see the growth that he has. What are your thoughts? I know I'm not going to hate or anything like that, but like, I, I think Rudy is like a very focal point of this show. So like, what, what are your thoughts on like Rudy... And this part of the adventure as well with him. I think so far he is greatly developed. There, you were mentioning about the uh, the ship itself. Uh, not me, but others have felt that that right there was a sense of development. Because had he been in the first season, he probably would have done some perverted things to her physically. And they say that that was a sense of him not. He was con controlling himself whether or not you or I agree with that. But I think this was honestly good with him developing with his family. Uh, like you said, with his father, we actually see Rudy realize 
he was never really focused on his family this whole journey. Yeah. Um, personally, from that statement just before, I thought that was that character like development at all. If anything, it was continuing to see who Rudy is as a person. But like you said, I think I think this is really a controversial show in terms of at least for me, where I do not like the main character, but I love the show. I thought it was really well done, and a lot of the scenes that they implement were. Just, just honestly, in some cases, absolutely incredible. One thing that I found super... It, it's funny in the anime community about this, but the elf character that got introduced. So, like, in the lore of elves that they have hard time bearing children, that's why they have sex so much. And I thought that that character, who's just, like, a nymphomaniac, was kind of funny because, like, she knows that, like, it's incredibly hard to get pregnant as an elf. And that little, like, side thing that she was doing was, that seemed like, that's kind of like the fan service that I don't mind at all. Like, it's a consenting adult knowing the situation, but still having that sex appeal that people look for, and not um, looking down the shirt of a 14-year-old and getting a boner. I guess that's kind of, like, where I have the difference of opinions in terms of the fan service level in this show. But that being said, I thought the journey itself was wonderful. Uh, we we mentioned the family aspects of it as well, but just like also just the development with him, Eris and uh, Rougierd was just a very well, I thought like thought out story of them at the end going their separate ways, um, having this family dynamic. I, I think like the theme of this part was like family, you know, not just with his actual father, but with uh, Eris and Rougierd and them just being together so tight that they essentially were a family because they, they fought for each other and they would like at some uh, parts like died for each other. And I thought that was one thing that um, jobless reincarnation did absolutely well. Were some of the things that like really stood out to you other than like, say like, uh, like the animation, I guess maybe how about like the storytelling or the dialogue or something like that, that caught your eye or ears. I think, uh, as I said, part the first season was just honestly that build up to this world. The second season was just actually exploring the world, which I quite enjoyed. We saw all these different parts. The one thing that Jobless does well is in its openings because they give you a good sense of, they give you some good music, but they also show you the world itself, the city that they're in. And I found that quite stunning because I'm just sitting here. I'm just looking at like that white city they had. I was just in awe. It was the episode where we were first introduced to uh, what happened to Rudius's father. Mm -hmm. But just seeing all the architecture, just seeing everyone just doing all their own stuff. I'm like, wow, that's just impressive. The other thing is, like you said, this whole second season felt very family-like. The last two episodes of this season was real... Uh, what's the word? We saw how much hurt Rudy was. Yep. Because he lost... Everyone went their separate ways, Rudyard and Eris. He's lost those people. He's by himself again. And the last episode had a put a lot of emphasis on him trying to take that first step again. I think yeah. one of the funny things I found though was at the end, just seeing Rugerd encounter those three travelers and they're like you're a supered? Or I mean a dead end? And he's like yeah. And they're like awesome! Yeah, that, that, that was really cool to see the... Um, I, I don't know if it's because like the events that are happening but like you, you can see the change in the world. Like 
understanding that like the the stories of his past or his species or race's past is, is a folk tale. It's not real, and it's funny to see like the realization of like, oh, this is this person in the flesh. Like it's not what I thought it was, and I, I thought that was really well done. And like the other family aspect, of, especially the last episode of even Eris saying like she wanted to start a family. Like, that was, like, the whole aspect of the show, and I thought that was just really well done. However, I hate Rudy with an absolute passion. I think he's one of the most irredeemable characters I've ever seen in anime, and no matter, like, what you say or whatever he does, it's the fact that he is who he is, and that's not going to change, and unfortunately, like, that negatively affects my um, score, because I do think without the things that they've added into the show, who Rudy is, I think the show is honestly near perfect, but I am drawn into the characters and the relationships and the stories and the context of it. And it, it takes, it takes out, it takes out those memorable moments that we see where we have heartfelt moments with his father and it's heartwarming and almost brings a tear to my eye. And then, you know, the next episode he's jacking off to like a girl and like, it's just like, I, I have a hard time finding the balance of what this show sometimes is trying to do, whether it's trying to appeal me as a fan in terms of the storytelling, or is it, I wish it was just like, I don't know. It's like one reason why I don't really um, hate on like high school DXD because that show is what it is. It, it doesn't try to hide the fact of its characters or anything like that. It's like, here it is on a silver platter and eat it if you want it. Jobless, I have some, some hard times like, I don't know, it's like eating, like, a sandwich, and part of it's hot, and some of it's cold, and it's just like, what are you trying to be at some moments? I think for the most part, it's a delicious sandwich, but it just, sometimes it's, it's just not where it hits me, so. Before we get to our uh, rating, do you have any, like, final thoughts on Jobless Reincarnation that we maybe missed? I think just that when it comes down to it, from what I've seen others say, I think it's just our perspective, perspective of the character, how we see him, because obviously, you're just seeing him as what he is a uh, 30 something year old in a child's body and much of the time i'm not even concerned about that my brain's kind of tricked into just seeing this 14 some year old kid yeah so i think that's some of the issues is a lot of people they just see the physical they're not focused on that other part yep no i agree i, I think like if i was watching this and i was like a teenager early whatever I honestly don't think it would cross my mind or I would even care. Just like looking back at some of my shows that I enjoyed when I was younger, I, I guess I really wasn't focusing on like the context. I was more focusing on like the things I really enjoyed and focused on it instead of the, the show as a whole. So that being said, final rating on Jobless Reincarnation. I thoroughly enjoyed the story. I thought it was pretty well animated at some points. So it was absolutely brilliant. I love the omniance that the show brings in with the visuals and the lighting and the music when in, when we're doing the world building the the big negative like honestly the only real negative is rudy i i just thoroughly do not enjoy him as a character it's hard to enjoy the show when he's on screen kind of reminds me of kirito from seo my favorite parts of seo is when kirito is not on the screen but some of my most of my favorite parts of jobless is when either rudy is a the side part or B, not in the scene at all. Um, that being said, I'm going to give the show a 7. I thought it was good. I think that's where I personally stand on it. And I don't... I, I can see why people like really enjoy this show. But for someone like me, I just I think it's good. And I, I, I do think it could be better. How about you, Rifle? 
Yeah, you pretty much said everything I could think of this whole season had, despite not the animation of battling, it really focused on that adventure, which I really liked. Everyone just on this journey, we see the struggles they had. There were <laughs> some insert ads like the princes that you may not have found that funny, but I was like, wow. But I think overall, I really liked it. I was not really deterred by Rudy himself as much. I do think he is the weakness of the story, but it's not enough for me to drop it any lower than a nine. Okay. Well, it's a seven from me and a nine from Rifle. Uh, you will definitely be seeing this show in multiple categories in the year awards. Um, yeah. And before shout out to Eris, I thought her progression in this season was absolutely incredible. I loved her. I love the end scene and just like what a 15 year old girl goes through when she finds love for the first time. I thought that was just a really well done just character herself. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more from her because we are getting more from this. It's just a matter of when we are getting the next part of jobless. Next up is our probably the most, I would say probably close to the most anticipated anime of the season. That jobless are probably really close, but it's just in terms of how hype the character is and how hype the manga was. And that's Komi Can't Communicate. Has everything that I look for in a show. Um, OLM, who did uh, Odd Taxi earlier this year, they also did Restaurant to Another World. So a pretty established studio this year. Honestly, probably my studio of the year, if I had to take a guess. Uh, they, I thought they did a fantastic job of doing Komi Can't Communicate as a also as a I, I have to be biased a little bit because I am reading Komi as well. They skipped a lot. They skipped a lot from the manga, which actually in this type of instance I think is okay. The the manga's uh chapters are pretty short, they're easy to get through. And to develop a story with a psyche K level of episodic shorts within a episode where it's like in some cases in Psyche it was like seven or eight, this kind of broke it down. Some episodes were two, some episodes were like three, four, or five in that range. I thought they did a pretty decent overall job at adapting the, the important parts of the manga. So that being said, Rifle, your first thoughts, your first impressions of Komi Can't Communicate. So I didn't really know too much about Komi-san, aside from her wanting to make friends, and she had trouble to communicate, which each episode, they had to really nail that in. They're like, oh... These people, they have this communication. Doesn't mean they don't want to be friends. They just can't. But going in, I just was expecting... I was just wanting to see what the hype was all about. And I can definitely see this show really brought the hype with it. I thought the first episode really took it to a whole nother level. The an You can see that OLM put the animation budget into this. It looked like a movie... It was toned down later episodes. Uh, that being said, it was still beautifully animated. I do think it's one of the best animated uh, animes of the year itself. I think we're going to mostly say positive things about Komi. So I do want to get to like some of the negative stuff about it. And you mentioned it, the bringing up the fact that like it's really minor, but like we already know she has a communication disorder, and then they have to like let us know that hey, she has a communication disorder. And in, in some of the earlier episodes, I laughed pretty hard at episode one, but the comedy was kind of 
kind of hit and miss but that being said i also thought that in the manga i feel like it gets so much better later on where i just thought that the first half of season one were was a little weak i do understand that there was it was supposed to be the build-up for what's to come and we still haven't gotten the entire like core cast yet which is crazy i thought they would get to that part in 12 episodes and they didn't and so i guess for me the negative the other negative effect was not really establishing the cast in a full season and where in the manga it's it's established pretty fast minus um the gairu girl that we'll more than likely be getting in season two who is my absolute favorite character i cannot wait for her introduction so before we get to the positive rifle is there any negative that you had to the show i didn't really have any negative i think uh if you want to see this as a negative I think we mentioned this uh, with Komi-san. I think each character themselves isn't really outstanding. Yep, 100%. As a whole, as a whole cast, they're pretty fun to watch. Uh, I feel like every character, they're just given the extreme scale, especially the uh, the Yandere. Oh, yeah. She was... She's... Yeah. I will say that episode really shocked me because i felt bad for the main character because he was about to die yeah that was it it's pretty funny in the manga just because it's so short i did feel like that episode i do think it was a major part of the manga which makes sense why they stretched out in the anime a little bit but that that episode was a little like i don't know they find him in the closet and they just like leave that kind of dry deadpan humor can be pretty funny but um, it, it was just like a little all over the place in terms of the actual comedy for me. That's kind of like my biggest gripe. But that being said, I love this show so much. Um, my biggest positive was Najimi's voice actor or actress. I thought she knocked it out of the park. I think it was one of, if not the best voice actress performance of the year. I absolutely loved when Najimi was on the screen. It's one of those things where, yes, she's turned up to 11 in terms of her character, but the voice actress that went along with it added to that dynamic where it wasn't off-putting, where it could be extreme, say in Shonen, where they're just like screaming or um, crude humor, where they're just like swearing all the time, where it's like that can be over the top and like get and kind of ruins the point. I thought Najimi's voice actress was an absolute delight, especially she got the shine in the second half where she was in almost every episode for you know like 12 15 minutes at least if not more so that was my biggest plus uh how about you rifle what's something that was like really stood out to you for Komi? i mean i agree with you on that take because uh with najimi she's i think she really reflects her character just the voice work that was put in because her whole character is being everyone's child friend yep and she's just very outgoing and it was always a blast just to hear her talk and be very uh outrageous yes yeah she was all over the place um i'm really looking forward to season two it was announced uh when we get the full cast this i think this show really does have like the chance to be like a a top tier slice of life i just thought the beginning i I thought like the school festival arc was pretty well done and we'll see more of those group style um scenarios more later on that really develop the characters that you you'll like you'll pick and choose who you really get into especially when we get to the the school trip arc 
that comes more than likely in the second season that I re I'm really looking forward to. Uh, other huge positives to me, I thought the OP was really well done. The mix between the style of music it was and the animation was really well done. Really enjoyed Cinderella. Maybe you'll see it in OP of the year. Maybe not. It's uh, it's up there. It's it's at least a top ten OP for me of the year. I would put it that way. And honestly, just just an honestly a really good time. If you're a fan of Slice of Lights, I think this is one of the better ones from this year. Uh, Rifle. Final thoughts before we get to our rating. Uh, I think overall the show was really good. It was fun every week to watch it. Like you said, that opening really was a boffer. Mm -hmm. Uh. I probably would put it as my number one opening for the season. Yep. Uh, I really don't know what else to say. We've pretty much covered everything. Let, let, let's get to our ratings. For me, huge slice of life uh, snob. I thoroughly enjoy these types of shows. For the most part, that every week that this came on, it was one of the first shows that I watched. I think I watched it on Thursdays, I think it came out. It was definitely one of the, uh, the shows that I resonated and looked forward to the entire week. Oh, man, yeah, because we had Breaking of Kings and Comey on the same day, which was what an absolute delight that was. Great time, no stress, thoroughly enjoyed this show. Looking forward to season two. I oh, Maybe a hot take, maybe not. I like the anime more than the manga. I thought the anime was really well done, even with them skipping that much content. I thought it was perfectly fine and had a really good time watching it. Malice's nine is great. I thought this was great. I'm giving it a nine. Yes, like you said, the whole show was great. They put in a lot of production work. I don't know what it was like in the manga, but this studio really went above and beyond putting in all their effort. Uh, the music scores were great. The voice acting was high tier. And the story itself, I enjoy Slice of Life occasionally, and this was one of the better ones. Yeah. And so I'm going to put it as a nine as well. That's two nines from us. Uh, I'm, I think the Slice of Life category for him of the year is going to be really highly contested. I think that this is definitely going to be one of the top three, if not the top slice of life from this year. It'd be really interesting to see what people think, but that was Comey can't communicate. We're going to move on to my personal, not counting ranking of Kings, my personal favorite uh, anime of the season. And that was blue period. Loved blue period. I love it so much. I read the manga. I don't know if it's behind me yet, but I love, love blue period. I, I do think that there were some issues with the show in terms of the production and some of the animations and just the story itself is kind of slow in the beginning. And I think it's a little off putting to some people. However, that being said, really don't have a whole lot of manga talking about career choices and getting into college and really seeing that style of uh, like dedication to get into a, like a specific college that they want to go to. Sure. We see the cram school scenes, but we don't really see, you know, uh, Yaguchi. Yeah, that's his name. Yatori Yaguchi. You don't really see, you know, like people who want to get in the math. You don't see them like writing down trig problems in their math book. But this time we saw um, Yatora like really develop into an artist and trying to do what he was looking to do. Not only as like a career path, but like a life goal and a life passion that I don't see a lot in anime and even manga where it's more broad. Blue period is one of the best. I think that does this. And to me, it, it really resonated with me in terms of just not only like finding a passion in life or finding a drive and 
doing what you love or doing something that you're good at for a living or want to possibly do for a living, it, it just it just checked a lot of boxes for me for the style of show that it is. So, Rifle, how about your initial thoughts on Blue Period? I it's very hard when it when people watch anime, one of the things they like about anime is that being re relatability to a character. Mm -hmm. And when I first watched the first episode to Blue Period, that just clicked with me. And I was just so shocked by it. We had this character, he just excelled at his studies, but like me growing up, he just didn't know what he wanted to do. Yep, he didn't 100%. know 100%. I liked just his lost list. Uh he didn't know what his path was going to be and one of the great things about it was he found a passion. Uh, and with that passion, he wanted to put all his efforts into it. And another great thing was just the characters themselves. Oh, so good. I really enjoyed where he's not someone who comes from a rich family. And he even came to his mom and was like talking about how he's trying his best to work his hardest. And she, he even drew her a picture and just that moment where he's just like describing her everyday activities, describing what she went through, just really hit me in the heart. Just I mean, to I, see that. Yeah, that was one of the best episodes and best scenes from like the year, I thought. I thought, oh, I mean, there's a few in the show, but that one was, oh, that was chef's kiss. Another thing was, like you said, the whole show, I think the art and animation kind of fluctuated. Yep, I think the art, the art pieces themselves were pretty stunning. Yep. Such as that one episode where he was trying to draw his self-portrait and he made lines to do like different uh, expressions or yep. all that. I thought that was really great. But I feel like some of them, like the first episode, you had that angel and you just see the movement of the face. I'm like, you don't really see that from the others. Just that movement or... It doesn't look like it's animated. Correct, yeah. And I think a show about art, you kind of, you do, I think it, it it does drive a factor in the enjoyment, at least for me and maybe other people, that we kind of look for that in this style of show. To, where, at least to me, like the drama elements, that doesn't need to be picture-perfect-esque. However, when I see a stunning painting... I need to feel that. And I felt, I didn't feel like that sometimes. That was probably my only like real gripe with it. The other thing was, I won't say this is a gripe, but the thing that I kind of got lost at was whenever they went into a whole dialogue talking about composition or all these technical stuff, I kind of lost myself. It wasn't to say it was bad, but we just see in paintings just like, I got to get this composition right. Uh, I got to do this texture right here. I might try to apply oil. I'm just like, oh, this sounds nice. I don't know what's going on, though. Yep. Yeah, but it I, kind of reminded me a little bit of Food Wars when they t do something like the food talk. At least, oh, yeah. Like, yeah something like that. Also, uh, like I said, going back to the characters, the one thing that really surprised me, not only was the mother, was his group of friends. Mm -hmm. Just to see how originally I thought they were going to be assholes. Yep. Because I thought, oh, you like painting, ha, huh? <laughs> what a scrub. But he's like, yeah, I like painting. And they saw his pictures and they're like, oh, that's what you were saying about that night. Bro, that looks awesome. 
And we even see one of his friends come out and say, hey, man, I think I want to do cooking. Uh, you kind of inspired me. I'm just like, that. that's really nice. Yeah. In terms of the front thing, I think they did a really good job of kind of like uh, a little bit of the gotcha. Because to me, it seemed like kind of like how we dealt with school, that he was just sort of like skating by. Like, yeah, he was smart. Yeah, he studied and got good grades. But like, it didn't really mean anything to him. And in the beginning, it kind of seemed like his friends were kind of like that as well. You know, like, yeah, they like soccer and they like drinking. So we go out and watch soccer and get and get drunk or whatever. But like, are they my friends or do we just share common whatever? And then you see that like, nah, they're like really good friends. And it kind of, you saw it like click with him. Just like, oh, like these people care about me. Like not just to have like a good time. But even when I'm down in the dumps, they're going to be there for me. And he, I, I think that was like a really good scene and moment where he realized like what his friends are because that's kind of like whole, Yatora's whole like character is realizing like what's in front of him. And it's not skating by, it's taking the moments that he sees now. And honestly, I, it's cliche, but like really doing your best in all aspects, not just, not just work, but doing your best for your friends, for your family, for your passion, for your art. And it was just an absolute delight to see in this show. And I thought Yatora was a very well done character in this aspect. This is not really dumb, I, but I thought he was too, I think he's a little too pretty for his character, at least in anime. When you see a character that looks like this, I always expect him to be getting fawned over by like the girls. And like, yeah. there's, there, there was like I don't know. I thought like him and Maki maybe had something, but like everybody's just so like dedicated to their craft. It was it's like good and bad at the same time. Where like it's not cliche, but at the same time I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm so accustomed to the cliche that I was looking forward to it. Even though I read the manga and I know that's not the case, it's just like I don't know. It's like conflicting because. I love the characters and I want them to be happy and maybe be happy together. Maybe that's like a selfish request. I don't know, but it doesn't like take away from anything from me, but let um, me ask you yeah. on the, back on the subject characters. What did you think about Ryuji? Loved it. Loved, loved them. I'm just gonna say them, even though, um, yeah, it really interests. Okay. I brought this up in our anime discussion that I thought it was really cool that Yatora uses they, them pronouns. And uh, Ryuji's family kind of mocks her that the fact that she's a crossdresser, or they are a crossdresser, and they use he/him pronouns to kind of mock it. And I just thought that was fantastic writing to show the negative connotations of what their family is putting on to Ryuji and the stress that they are going through at home. I I cannot underestimate or just like. Just the writing is so good. Like when I talk about shows having bad dialogue and how it takes me out, this is incredible dialogue, even if it's in a negative connotation. Holy yeah. shit. But it's like that little detail adds so much to the story. It's not just Ryuji being sad because they are they're um upset at home. It's like no, like th their parents are in a state of not accepting their own kid. Like, I can't even imagine what going home to that every night would be. And it adds to the story why Blue Period is so incredible. 
Uh, how about your thoughts on Ryuji? Because I'm 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 blowing up over here. I was just very astonished just to see that development. I think some shows, I think this just might be anime where they kind of play it off as a joke, but in here, this was just very serious. Very. And I just enjoyed it. I also enjoyed. I think it was in the middle, like episodes eight, nine, and ten, where it was very focused on them. Yes. Uh, we see our main character reach out. I was shocked to see the job uh, Ryuji was doing. Mm-hmm. It looked like, uh, was it waitressing? I think it is. Uh, I think it's like a hostess. I think okay, it's, yeah. it's like the, the title. Yeah. So, and he's just like, listen, let's just stress out, you know? Uh, and so they decided to go to that little uh, inn near the beach. And just that scene where they <laughs> draw themselves in their. Yeah. I was just like, wow, it may have been a bit cliche with their whole, oh, the true self hidden behind your nakedness or whatever, but I just really love that episode. Just them bearing themselves out and yep. actually drawing their imperfections. Yes, yeah. It, it, it's it's like a mix of visual storytelling al- along with the actual storytelling of like, this is like, when you take your clothes off, like, you're exposed like who are you when you're exposed when like you don't have your mask on anymore it's like i i, I i'm not wearing like ryuji's not wearing the cute clothes that they wear and you don't at least for me i thought they were a very attractive person and then when they, they take it off and you see them who they are like will you accept the i think they even say in the episode like like the ugly side of me like is like, can, can i accept that and will you accept that and i thought that was just so well done it, it's the type of shit i look for in media when it's like the drama when drama tag is added to it give me the drama give me the real drama and i thought this delivered on every aspect of it i agree um along with the the, the cast the cast of the show is just so well done uh the granny senpai who's probably like my wife with year. I love the teacher. Oh, oh my but actually I love both teachers, but I like the grade more. I do. Um, I just love them. Especially with the group of friends where mm-hmm. uh he just draws a stick figure with giant boobs and she just hangs it up. We all and- had that I don't know if we all had that friend, but I had that friend in high school who's just like, you know, you're seventeen, you're a dude. Yeah, I wanna touch some tits. Like that's like a thing. And it was funny to see the immatureness along with the people who were, you know, going, I'm sure you had it in your high school too. I'm sure there are people that you went to high school with who are on the way to be doctors. And I'm sure that you have somebody in your high school that may be homeless. It's like you, you see like the, the stone set, the stepping stones of who they are as a person in these episodes. And I, it was just, the realism was just so well done. I love this show. Shit, I might raise my ranking now. I don't know. I'm debating it. Okay, let's get the final thoughts before we get to rain. Do you have any final thoughts on this show before we uh, of anything that we may have missed that you want to talk about? Uh, I think we've covered everything. Uh, I think just the characters themselves, they felt very realistic. I also like their designs of the characters. Uh, that was a treat. Mm-hmm. The art, aside as I said, aside from the lack of animation. Uh, the art pieces we were given were impressive, nonetheless. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you mentioned it. I, f- I forgot if I said this or not, so if I did, my apologies. But I thought the OP was so, so fun. I, I, I definitely am more intrigued by the song than the animation itself in terms of OPs. 
I love the jazziness of the song. And man, just like little little nuances of like the, like the stereotypical thing of like the art kids are weird. And we kind of saw like a mix of them, especially when they were actually doing their art. There are oh, people yeah, who are just like punching their like canvases, but then there are also people who are like, you know, like doing the sign and cosine and getting these angles on these lines so they could be perfect. It was fun to see the mixture of the entire cast, whether they're a prominent role or not. Just the overall scene of the art area was just, I thought, little little details like that, just so well done. Um, yeah, that being said, let's get to our final rankings. Love this show. I just thought it started a little slow and it took a little bit to get into. But after that, fully invested. If this ever gets a second season, I think it could be a really highly rated show. I'm going to continue reading the manga because the manga is wonderful as well. I think this show is a nine. I think it's really, really good. I think it's the best of the season minus ranking of Kings. Uh, I mean, we'll review that next season just when it's all wrapped up. But I mean, honestly, I'm, I was super impressed by this. I thought they adapted the manga pretty well. Um, didn't really skip a whole lot and definitely captured the major scenes really well. So yeah, I'm going to give it a nine. That sounds pretty good. I think for me overall, the despite the lack of animation, like I said, art was stellar. Uh, the music choices, I wasn't really too keen on the opening, but the ending just really set the mood for me. Mm-hmm. It was just, it just let me chill out to that, and I enjoyed it. Uh, the character designs very good. The realism to it all just really hit me in the heart, and I loved it. Loved to see these characters grow, develop. I too would like to see another season of this. I think they said uh, manga readers said they like adapted half the manga. Yeah, so the ma- it's not a weekly manga, so like the amount of content comes out a lot slower, but but like the chapters are longer type of thing. So yeah, if we did get a second season, I would guess like I don't know three years from now maybe. I I don't think it will, but if I if it did, it'd probably be like that long. Well, regardless, I would be very welcome to another season because this was really good. I do, like I said, there were some inconsistencies here and there. I do think pacing for some episodes was a bit off. Mm -hmm. But aside from that, I'd give this show an eight. Eight. All right. So nine from me, eight from Rifle. I think those are very fair scores. Uh, Next up, a show that, I mean, let's, let's be real. This show set the internet on fire. It was so out of left field that people were calling for heads that of course is pride of orange um you know the girl idol hockey anime that aired this season as somebody who is from the great north i am a giant fan of hockey and i knew going into this unlike pat i knew this was going to be a gotcha game i knew this was going to be an idol show i knew what i was getting into and man i'll be honest with you Kind of struggled a lot watching the show. I was hoping it would be a lot more fun than what it actually was. But I'm going to be honest, I, I thought like the cast itself was just whatever. Uh, very idle cliche. Couldn't really connect to it like I did with like D4DJ or even like the first season of Love Live. Where they definitely had... Well, Love Live's kind of cheating since like a lot of the characters and like these style of shows are based off Love Live. But like... I was hoping for a little more. Uh, I liked, I liked the goalie. I, I liked the goalie. That's that. That's about it. From in terms of characters, I enjoyed. 
Um, <laughs> I don't know how long we're going to talk about Pride of Orange, but uh, Rifle, your initial thoughts on Pride of Orange. I agree. Like, honestly, I thought you were going to come in and be like, this is an instant 10. Love the characters. Yay, yay, victory day, all that. <laughs> uh, I remember you guys were just yucking it up about it. I'm just like, you know, I'll try to finish it. Uh, it really was a struggle to get through it. It wasn't bad, but I think it was just a mix of everything. It was a mix of hockey, mix of idol, mix of cute girls doing cute things, and it just didn't reach the potential of all three. I like the background art of all of it, like the hockey itself, yep. the locations. I thought that was pretty impressive. The sport itself was very serious. Uh, it wasn't like a typical shonen where everything's just a bit goofy here and there. This try to take itself serious on the ice. Yep. But like you said, the I think characters themselves, I really didn't care. The cast was fine as a team. Like it's all about connecting the puck. And yes. Friendship. The, the, was it the the like the strings of our heart are connected by the strike of the puck or something like that? Yes, yeah, something like that. And like another person said, for such this may be a plus to others, a minus to everyone else. Uh, the show tries to be set up as an idol, and like we only had like maybe three areas where had, they do idol. Yeah, we had we had episode one, and then we got like a um, like a goth performance at the end of an episode, which was like a it had nothing to do with the story. It was just like a performance, and then the actual end. Where they win the the B Cup and then they do their victory dance for everybody in the crowd. It's like I knew what I was getting myself into, but I was still just like, ah, it would be so much better if this wasn't in the show and it was just a girl hockey show. Yeah, I agree. I think that would be a lot better. Just them actually doing that. I wish they developed actual competition because they're like they had Snow White, the other team. I'm just like they don't really matter. Yep. It's not like Haikyuu where they set up like the next opponent really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean that's that's a high standard, but just in in, in terms of that, it's like the, you knew like right away like who their opponent was at by the end. It's like they're gonna play Snow White in the last episode by episode like two. Like yeah, we knew where the story was going, which is fine. It doesn't have to be this mind blowing story. Uh my like biggest gripe with it was that it's their. When they actually started playing the games, I think it's, like, their second season in playing hockey. And, like, none of the other people on the team get any, like, camera time, really, unless it's, like, a drama moment. It's, like, these six girls are probably the worst people on their team, yet they're scoring all the goals. Uh, the pink-haired girl's the starting goalie. It's just, like, she's been... She, first of all, they only show her being awful in net. And then all of a sudden she's like a god, which was fine. I mean, I once again had no expectations coming into this show. I just wish they could have. I don't know if you watch like D four DJ where like it seems like they were having fun while DJing. I wish that this show was like. I don't know. I mean, they were having fun playing hockey. I just thought it was like really poorly like executed. It. Yeah, yeah. Because when I watch it, they say they're having fun, but. It didn't come to me. I'm just like, this ain't fun. Yeah, you don't have to tell me you're having fun. Like, I can see it. And I don't know. It's just one of those things. I don't want to talk too much about it just because it's whatever. Someone do, like, my final thoughts and rating. I knew what the show was going to be. And it was, it, it's exactly what I thought it was be. It was a idol show 
where they play hockey. And guess what? They did that average five. It was fine. It was whatever. Is that the worst thing I've ever seen? I don't, I don't think I'd recommend it to anybody, but yeah, it was a five. Whatever. Rifle. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, the whole show, I knew I was going to get myself into. I just had to see what was going to happen. Uh, I felt like, I don't know, everything should have meshed. I didn't think any of it really meshed too much. They're just like, hey, let's just take this sport. Let's add some idols. Let's be different. Yep. And I just wasn't really having fun. I could tell because right after I finished this show, I started another show that's on our list. And when I first watched that episode, I'm like, oh, God, thank goodness I'm away from Pride of Orange because this show is great. Yeah. But yeah, right. so I say this. Show, yeah, my rating, Uh, the show itself, music's eh, it's not great. It's not bad. I think I give this whole show a five. A five. So two fives from us. If you want a good idol show that's unique and fun, please watch D4DJ. I cannot. I know it looks really stupid. It's a very fun show. So if that's, if that's your taste, that's my recommendation for the, the idol genre. Or watch the original Love Life if you haven't. That show's actually kind of... Next up, though, is... It's a show. Every, every season, I like a show where I can just go to bed. I know it's going to be stupid. It's going to be whatever. And I, I can just go to bed knowing that I laughed a little bit and I was comfortable. And that's for the fruit of evolution. Uh, it's it's gonna be really conflicting because we just watched Pride of Orange, and I'm probably gonna repeat some of my takes. This show is bad, and I really liked it. I thoroughly enjoyed Gorilla Waifu. I thoroughly enjoyed that the main character was not a sissy boy. Like he he saw interest in the. I mean, give me whatever generic isekai harem whatever nothing happens and this show at least something happened thank you for doing something and it's such a minor thing to ask for and such a absolute rewarding um like experience to go through i thought um uh, well now that i say that i'm trying to think if there's anything else i really liked about this um no it was very cliche and very cookie cutter but I really enjoyed it. Rifle, how about your initial thoughts on the fruit of evolution? Yeah, I didn't know what to go into this expecting. It was Isekai. It sounded, uh, the synopsis of all sounded interesting. Uh, this person eats uh, fruit, gets evolutionized, <laughs> uh, and uh, this uh, giant ape evolutionizes as well, and it turns out, hey, it's, it's a whammon. And I'm like, yep. that's stupid. Let's proceed. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> I think, uh, what was it? I was slacking on it at one point. And so when I got back into watching it, trying to binge it, I think I, I was like, man, why am I still continuing this? Why am I watching this show? I, I don't know why. And then I get to like one episode. And for some unknown reason, Abe Lincoln comes out of nowhere. Yes. It's like free, free, free. And I'm like, I know why I like it. Yeah, it was absurd. <laughs> absurd is a great word to use. No. It is. It is very absurd. And sometimes we just need absurdity in our lives. Yeah. You know, just like a gorilla becoming a waifu. Um, 
a donkey. A donkey becoming uh I'd put her as maybe best girl or something like that. Uh hot tan girl, big fan. It has like all of these like very I I'm not even gonna say cliche because let's we had two animals turned into like waifus. Which in itself whatever, but it's anime and that's why I like it. It's like it's 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 absurd. It gives you some more absurdity and other than that, I mean, it's it's more of like the concept of the show that I enjoyed. Uh, the story, cliche as fuck. Uh, the dialogue, super cookie cutter. Uh, the characters, very, you know, they played their roles. And that's fine, because it... I, actually, we mentioned this earlier, it's like D, High School DxD. It, it wasn't trying to be anything different. It was just trying to be the fruit of evolution. That's what it was. So to me, thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I'm honestly, if somebody, I think a respectable score anywhere from a two to a nine is acceptable for this show, just based off how people how people view the show because it's whatever. Um, Rifle, you tell me some things that maybe were whatever. <laughs> I think yeah. I just think uh, the waifus themselves they were they were fine. They weren't something to scoff at. I think uh, I didn't watch this, but a lot of people had gripes with uh, "So What? I'm a Spider," where they wanted the spider, and instead they got human sideline. And in this, sure. I, I didn't really care for the human stuff. I mean, yeah, it sets up baddies and whatnot, but I'm like, unless you're gonna introduce them to the main character again, just drop them on the side. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just see them uh, do his own stuff. I think his griping was like, man, why am I so overpowered? Like, bro, what a Chad mood. He's like, man, it hurts being overpowered over here. Read one word. Oh, I got this advanced magic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think. Uh, some of like, the, the side characters, like the naked muscly man and the BDSM. Oh, my gosh. Oh, at my some, gosh. At some points, it was pretty funny. At some points, it was pretty stupid, which was also pretty funny. Uh, it's it's just like a hodgepodge of emotions. Where like episode, it was just like episode one I liked, episode two I did like, episode three I liked, episode four I didn't like. But like when you mix it all together, it is what it is, and it, it was a, it was a good time watching it. Um, trying to think. Uh, let's maybe do final thoughts. There's not this isn't like an in depth show like we did with Blue Period. Anything that we missed that you want to talk about about Fruit of Evolution? Uh, no, I think we pretty much covered everything. I think uh, everything's just generic, but it's not generic. Generic. It's pretty fun at times. Humorous moments. Yep. Nothing outstanding. Had a good time. Yes. Uh, my so my baseline five isekai is in another world with my smartphone, which is. Average at everything. The fruit of evolution is average at everything, except for comedy, which is like one little notch above it. And so, for that reason, I'm giving fruit of evolution a six. How about you, rifle? Oh, that's shocking. I too gave it a six because I felt like this whole show it wasn't like Pride of Orange. Oh. Uh, it wasn't that five. It was, I had humor in it. It was when I was binging. I'm like, man, this has some good stuff in it. Wacky stuff. That's what you need from anime sometimes is that wackiness. Yep. So, yeah, I gave it a six. 
Yeah. Yeah. Not every show needs to be blue, period. But, you know, we can. I don't know. I, don't, I have no issues with shows like this and just having a good time going with it. But let's keep our uh, Isekai slash fantasy style shows going. So that just wrapped up today on uh, January 3rd, where we're recording. Is that the. Was it the Faraway Paladin? A kind of an interesting take on the fantasy. I don't know if it's an isekai yet, so I'm just going to say fantasy. I have a feeling like it is. No, yeah, it's a, yeah, 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 yeah. It is an isekai, technically. Which is dumb. Just make it a fantasy. There's no need for it. Uh, I forgot, there was like a show that was like that, where just like the main character died in like the first 10 seconds, and then it's just like the fantasy world. It's like, didn't need that. You could have just been born in a fantasy world. It'd have been fine. But uh, I liked, in the beginning... This like family aspect of him being taught by three different styles of like magic. One was like the force with blood. Uh, one was like the Holy Spirit with Mary, and the other one was like the Mage with Augustus. And really enjoyed in terms of like the fantasy magic element. That was really cool. More of my complaints with the show comes comes later with it. And I don't hate the main character. But I have a really big problem in anime where the voice actor or actress, Will is a man. He's probably, I wonder what Mal says his age is, but I think he's like 16-ish, I want to say. Um, and it's clearly voice acted by a female. And I understand that there are like feminine male speakers. Will doesn't really portray me as that, and it kind of takes me out of it when, like, if you like, if you listen to like the sub of Luffy and like One Piece, like, can you tell that's a woman? Because I can't. This one, I was like, I could clearly tell that this was a woman voicing a man, which is fine. It's not that big of a deal. This is like a personal thing, and yeah, you know, just a little bit of that and some of the storytelling with it. We could talk more when we get actually dive into it. it. Was like kind of like my main reasons for maybe not enjoying the show as much as I thought I was going to. Rifle, how about your thoughts? Like initial thoughts on uh, the Faraway Paladin. Yeah, so I like you said. I watch Isekai, and I'm just like, why is this even an Isekai? You could just drop that part off. Yeah. But it was still a fun time. I do like the family aspect of it all. Me too. Uh, I just. I'm glad they devoted like five episodes on developing these characters, getting a little bit of traits here and there. We actually learned the lore of the world. That was very well done. I will give it that. I will definitely yeah. give it props for that. I agree. Cause I loved uh, when Mary was uh, talking about the gods, about you got to devote yourself to some, maybe if you go down that route, Augustus teaching him the words, he's like, listen, don't act cocky. Learn the basics. Yep. You'll get a hang of it. And then you just have blood being blood. Blood was blood. Uh, was there... You said you hated stuff. What exactly did you hate? Uh, hate's a strong word. I, I thought that... After we met... Um, what's the... Uh, Mandalore? Mandalore? The, 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 the elf guy? I was hoping... To see something more between them, we did get it at the end, but I I thought like their relationship was kind of like it wasn't really like resonating with me, and I didn't really get that part of it. I also just thought like the story itself was just 
kind of dramatic to the point where I didn't think it needed to be, where he, like, saves the town from the dragon or the wyvern or whatever it's called, and then he asks for, like, a simple request, like, hey, can I help you, like, save, like, these out, like, the people, like, out in the farmlands who maybe don't have military, and just like, oh, maybe, or maybe I'll kill you. It's just like... What? Like he's not asking for anything. Like that that part of the story didn't make like a whole lot of sense to me. I really enjoyed it when Antonio and um the little girl showed up because the little girl's music that she plays, like that fiddle, was yeah, the, really yeah. good. Like the background music and like her fiddling and singing I thought were really well done. That being said, that there is a second season, so some of the gripes that I have with this show I think can be solved a little bit more as we get more content. Kind of like 86 where the first season I had gripes with and with more content that those gripes can be solved. And it did for the most part. I, I thought the second part of 86 was much better. I can see me like thinking that this was okay. And then thinking the second season was like good. Like I can definitely see that. I don't think the second season is going to blow my mind. But I can see this being like an enjoyable fantasy show is kind of like what I'm thinking. How about you, Rifle? Yeah, like I said, when they spent all this time, I get the Isekai part is supposed to develop his character, how he's supposed to be lonely and all that. But I was just like, cut this off and it still would have been fine. You don't really need to explain why he's smart. He just is. Yep. Uh, I just feel like that could have been taken out. But otherwise, I liked, as I said, the world, the magic. He <laughs> he bests a god's uh, fragment of his power. Yep. We had a touching uh, send-off from his two parents. Uh, that was Augustus, very well done. I agree. I was just, I was sad for it, but I love the name they bestowed onto him. Where they just combined both their names. Yep, yep. Really, I thought that was... Yeah, his last name is Mary Blood. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, I think uh, some of it, I, one of the things I did like, I mean, unless something happens another season, we're introduced to the church guy, the priest. Yeah. And as, as far as I saw, he doesn't like, unless something happens in the second season, he doesn't seem like a bad guy. And that's why I hate from all these shows where they're like, oh, the church, they're yep. evil. I just just like I don't need that, and you just see this guy. He's like he seems to be just a cranky old dude and whatnot. I'm like I can dig that, and he's like yep. you don't know your teaching. Yeah, so I just like that aspect to him. Uh, like you said, the friendship between him and the elf. Uh, I didn't really like it at the end. I get they were trying to add more tension to it, but mm -hmm. I'm like I wasn't feeling it. I also think the animation to the whole show was kind of on the low end yeah it was pretty but i like the use of their powers where yeah. they're actually where you see what they're saying in the english sub and you just see them binding a creature's uh leg or controlling the winds i like it when he's just like gnomes oh gnomes mm -hmm. no there uh, one of the things i like the callbacks that of his like previous teachings with his family, um, whether it's like um, when he was at like the church with the priest and referencing like Mary and the spirit that they're going with, or when it's in when they were fighting the 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 dragon thing 
and yeah. re- reliving like blood's teaching where it's like sometimes you just have to win by force. Like it doesn't matter if you're the best magic user, just snap its neck and it'll die. And guess what? That's what happened. Yeah. So it was cool to see like the callbacks of his teachings in these fights. However, I thought the dragon fight was fine. The fight where he's like fighting like those magical beasts and like the 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 ravine, awful, awful. All the all the animals were like CG'd and just like why. Like, yeah. the dragon fight wasn't, and that was fine. Like, why did you have to make, like, this... It was an Ari Ferretta CG bad, but, like, if you're trying to make, like, this really tense moment and insane... I should say insane, but, like, a fight with, like, a lot of implications between him and uh, Mendelore's, like, relationship and how he, like, views, like, his party... Kind of took me out of the scene, to be honest. Just, like, looking at this is just not appealing to me, and... It just it just sort of took me out of that the scene and kind of left a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth for episode eleven into episode twelve and then just finishing the show itself was just like, do I want more? Yeah, but like when it comes out, say if it came out like next season, even next season's not that big of a like a powerhouse season. It'd probably be like the eleventh show that I watched. Just like, yeah. Yeah, it's a show. It's Thursday. There's maybe it's like if that's like the only show that came out on like Thursday. Yeah, sure, I'll watch it. But if there's other shows, I'm watching those first type of thing. Yeah. Uh, final thoughts, rifle. Did, did we miss anything that you wanted to talk about? Uh, not really. I think we cover everything. All right. So, uh, for me, really like the beginning. I like the not only the characters of Mary Blood and Gus, but the the callbacks as well that they have throughout the story. I do not like Will's voice actress. It it takes me out. But th- I know that this is a very specific thing for me, and I I, I completely understand. Like that doesn't like negatively affect your score. But for me, that's just kind of the thing. The cast is okay. It's just okay. There's a lot of just like okay things. The fights are bad. Um for having, you know, jobless this season as well, where the fights are really good and we can see like what the fantasy element can do in terms of the impact and just pure like brutalness that is a fight. Farway Paladin, not really doing it for me. I I was debating giving it like in between, it was like a five or a six, like which one do I think it was going to be, I think it's a little bit better than average, just a smidge, not a whole lot, but it was enough to bump it up to a six. I'm going to give it a six. I think uh, for me, the show itself, as I said, the heavy, the heavy parts that really hit was a, the family. I liked the whole family dynamic. I enjoyed the build up. It took the five episodes. They build up who the main antagonist will be later down the road. Yep. A God, uh, I just see, I love how the teachings will help them throughout life. Like you said, I think the battles, despite how they use their powers and whatnot, just animated wasn't great. Uh, The cast itself was okay. I didn't really hate the show, but it did take me a while to binge through some weeks Mm -hmm. because I just, I forgot about it. I'm like, eh, I'll watch it another day. Uh, I wasn't really put off by it i think uh, the whole show was like a seven uh i was debating between like a six or a seven but as i said the big part was just that family and build up to story yep. really left a good impact on me i feel you yep so I, I was in that five to six range you were in that six to seven range we both went one spot higher i i think that's like what i was expecting and that's what i got so 
it's all good uh next up a show man thought I, I had no idea what to think of this show uh arena the vampire cosmonaut like what happens when the russian government kills a bunch of vampires and takes one of them and he wants to go to space and that's what we got for this show and i was like that's a really interesting premise. Like, where the hell it are we was. going with this? And loved it. Loved Arita. I, wow. This show was, at, at some point, especially at the end, so fucking cheesy. But just the relationship between Irina and Lev and even Anya, like, being that, like, third wheel, the supportive third wheel was a really fun dynamic and a really fun show. And to be honest, I was super invested in it. I probably one of the shows from this year that I would really want a second season. So, uh, Rifle, your initial thoughts on Irina, the vampire cosmonaut. See, when I read the synopsis, I, I was already interested because they brought up stuff like Space Race, uh, 1960s era or whatever. I'm just yep. like, you don't really see that in anime as of late, actually, or any time. Yep. And they're like, we're going to introduce a vampire. I'm like, oh, okay. That that could be interesting, you know? Let's get this on. Uh, what kind of took me a shock was when I first read the synopsis, I was assuming uh, uh, it was going to be in, like, the American-styled UK. or I mean, the American version of this. But instead, we're in the Russian side. Yep. And I'm like, oh, that's uh, very interesting. Cause, and that's the other thing, was how it's clearly both sides. It's the West, America, and uh, Russia. Yeah, we had like, mixes of like America and Britain as well. So that was yeah. kind of... I think uh, the other thing was, the, for me, was just like some of the shots they had in the uh, anime. Uh, for instance, where she's eating bread with, I think, caviar on it. And for some reason, they decide to put the camera inside her mouth. And we see her biting down and the caviar just exploding. Yep. That, that was an interesting uh, camera angle. I, I think about that. I remember when that episode aired and you were talking about that. I was like, what the hell? Because you watched it before. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? And I saw it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, that was, that was kind of cool. Um. For me, I think the the show definitely just centers around you know the relationship between Lev and uh, Irina, and to be honest, they could be put in any different any situation, and I would thoroughly enjoy the show. When they were eating together, loved it. When they went on dates, loved it. The ice skating episode was really well done, um, and even at the end when they went on like that picnic and type of thing before the, uh, Lev went off to space. I just I just really enjoyed the dynamic of like these two people like trying to figure out kind of like Blue Period to be honest like putting their dreams ahead of each other but at the same time you know like he does like the thing in space as like a shout out to Irina yeah. like it's like it, it it's subtle not I should say subtle because it was very it was very not subtle but like things like that were just like yeah you know they really want they really love space but you know what they also really care for each other as well i thought the end when lev did like the whole like no actually the vampire was the first one come up to the stage little cheesy um just because i guess when i think of like communist russia in the 60s i just assumed lev would get assassinated or something like that uh, yeah i was 
I love how everyone's just standing there like, what, what's going on? I'm like, I would think something's going to happen. Yeah. But then they kind of explained a little bit, thanks to the guy. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Because we'll go back to it, but the end itself, where they had two plans in action. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, you sneaky people. Because they're like, oh, you we were going to, we had two speeches prepped. One, if you were going to just take the glory for yourself or two if you brought irena up we were gonna oust america and show that we're better we don't discriminate yes and i'm like oh snap yeah being progressive in 1960s russia way to go like (laughs) little little cheesy but i'm gonna be honest with you it was fine i i they could have said anything and i honestly would have given it the same score um just really enjoyed the dynamic between the two not, I mean, the space elements were fun as well. Seeing Irina like getting into like, like the gravity chambers and the speed testing and the parachuting that was all fun and everything like that. Like, I, that's kind of like what I would expect from people who are training to go to space. So, um, nothing blew me away for per se, other than the relationship between Irina and Lev. I thought they were just, just a wonderful duo, whether that turns romantic later, which crossing my fingers it does because i love them or if they just stay as you know partners in crime i'm fine either way um i mean well so the whole thing was uh i i was thinking it was gonna be romantic uh did you not see the end no i did but Uh, like it it, it's like how do i describe this in anime they do this a lot okay say for hypothetical this gets a second season a lot yeah. of times, like, what they do in, like, these type of animes where it's, like, the slow burn, where it's, like, they'll give you the hint of the romance at the end, and then, like, kind of, like, remove it at the beginning of the second season where, like, something happens and they can't be together uh, and uh, okay. blah, 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 blah. It ha- it, it, it's so they can continue the story, which is fine. It's just, like, that. that's, like, it's one of those things where, especially in romance anime, when I see it... And it's solidified, then I'll believe it. But until then, it's all like I don't know. We're 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 playing the guessing game, I guess, between between yeah. the two. But that doesn't take away from the fact that their dynamic is super fun. And oh, yeah, whether it's romantic or not, and just them being together is a good time. And that is like kind of like what set it apart, or like the reason why I gave it the score I gave it. Uh, but before I give that score, Rifle, did you have any final thoughts before we move to that that section? I was kind of taken aback by the opening because uh, the opening is by the same group that uh, does the EDs for uh, Code Geass. Mm-hmm. I didn't uh, for, when I first listened to it. I'm like, it really was out there. I'm like, where have I heard this before? And I was like, oh, that's who made it. I think the opening wasn't bad, but it was uh, very decent. I love the dynamic of Lev and Irina. Very cute, wholesome at times mm-hmm. when they're not when they're not trying to look over their shoulders in case they might get assassinated. Yeah, for me, I guess I thought the OP was I I would say it was fine. Just not it's not my style. I skipped it. I listened to it the first time and then I skipped it every time. It's just like it was fine. It it didn't, it didn't hit for me in any way, but not to say that it was bad or anything. But that being said, you're a fan of character like duos and any style of show, just the dynamic between like two of the main characters. Great show. 
Uh, the story itself was pretty good, and I had a great time watching this. I'm going to give it an 8. I, I, I thought this was a really, really fun show. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I just love seeing Irina go all <laughs> tsundere at some times. Mm -hmm. uh, do her little pout phase. Every moment, she was just great. There was a lot of tension between the two characters, such as the point where he's like, Irina, I want you to bite me. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. Uh, but I just love how they managed to achieve their dreams. Uh, at the end, we can see that it'll be more open now with her, seeing how she won't be hidden away as much. Yep. I'm not sure what the Russian government's going to do, though. I feel like she's going to be like a symbol for like the future. Then she's going to be like a mascot and kind of be used as like a political figure. That's kind of like what I'm thinking. And that would be that would be pretty good. I think uh, overall, though, character wise, I love the characters. Lev, really great guy. Irina, best waifu of the show. Really great. Mm -hmm. uh, I think some of the moments, they had some good moments like the ice skating scene or when she's actually in space and whatnot. I think they were really good. I don't think they were stellar, but it was really good moments. I say I give the show an eight as well. Two eights. I also met uh, Drunk Irina. Wonderful. <laughs> big, big fan of that. I mean, uh, hey, in Russia, it's like 16 over yeah, there. Yeah, you can, drink, you can drink wine in France when you're like 13 or 14. So it's like, it's like, it's like, at that, I don't mean, I drank alcohol when I was 17. Like, who am I going to front? Like, fuck it, go crazy, girl. Um, But yeah, that's Irina. Two eights from us. Uh, next one is called Taisho Oto uh, Fairy Tale or yeah, Taisho Main Fairy Tale. Did you watch this one, Rifle? I did not. So you'll be the one leading everything. Okay. I wish I added this for the speed round. So that's my bad. But I did think that this was a little bit better of a show to maybe be put into a speed round. Um, folk, really like old fashioned love tale where the girl's father has a debt um, to pay that debt that she gets sold off to a rich family son who is uh physically disabled in his right arm and she becomes like his her his caretaker and like future wife so it's kind of like a forced marriage which is i'm going to assume pretty common back in that day so it was like whatever um but the show itself ended up being pretty fun i enjoyed the cast i enjoyed that they wrapped up essentially the entire story in 12 episodes uh, I didn't really need a whole lot more from based off what they told me. I thought that they developed as a couple very well. And if you're looking for a 12 episodic show where we go from start to finish and it, it was a satisfying journey, I think this is the perfect show for you. That being said, um, some negatives with the show. I, I do feel like the show, I think the novel's like five volumes and the show's like 12 episodes. You probably could have done the show in like eight episodes. I felt like that there was some like slice of life episodes that just really weren't necessary. And I didn't really care a whole lot if that, if that makes any sense. But that being said, like the characters themselves were fun and some of the interactions that they had were also pretty good. But there, there's a few characters in the show that just like didn't really do a whole lot for me. The brother, the singing, the singing girl's brother. I understand that he was supposed to be like the friend. He never had any friends and this guy's willing to be his friend. And this is why. It was just fine. I, I don't know, not a whole lot, but I did think the show was good. Not gonna go rabble on too much about it because I don't think this really 
changed anything in terms of like the romance genre like i think like hori media did earlier where that to me was like a really good way to wrap up a 12 episodic romance even though they rushed the shit out of it but it's like whatever it, it still told its story that just was good i had a good time watching it i would definitely recommend it to people who were not just looking for a romance where we're never getting a second season full story i gave it a seven it was fun so yeah that's uh taisho maiden's fairy tale next up Ooh, this show gave us uh, gave us some good stuff. It, it, I, I think it's pretty hit and mix, hit and miss between some of the people in our community and some of the drama that was started was pretty fun. But that is my senpai is annoying. I have my manga right here next to me. I really enjoyed this manga. This anime also really enjoyed it. Uh, had you there for a second. Uh, the animation, this style of show, the animation is very bland and average, but for this style of show, it doesn't need to be sparkly and Kyoto animation style. I really enjoyed some of the dynamics. However, kind of like, I shouldn't say like Wodakoi, but it's kind of like Wodakoi, where my favorite characters are not the main characters. Oh, and that's definitely. Kind of bad. Oh. And. If I had to say that there was a downfall to the show, it's not like the main characters are bad characters. I just think that the side characters are better characters. So take that for what you will. Obviously, Sota and um, no Kazuma and Sakurai, the the other two office worker romance thing that they have, loved love them. Uh, Futaba Definitely. and Takata, uh, they're fine. The, I, I thought they're fine. I, I really enjoyed the dynamic in the manga a lot more. Uh, we get way more time in the manga with them together, where in the anime, it was very the same scenario-ish a lot of the times, where Sakurai and Kazuma actually like go on a date, and yeah. that's what I enjoyed more from it. However, I did find the show really funny. Um, the Moda character, who's in like three episodes, is hilarious. I love her. I love when she just randomly shows up. She like sells bootleg, um, what's it called? Bootleg like uh, charms at New Year's. I thought that was great. And then when she does like the steam bun competition and doesn't realize steam buns are hot. I don't know why. That was funny to me. I thought she was a really fun side character. She uh, was. The, yeah. Um, Rifle, how about your initial thoughts on My Senpai is Annoying? So I'll be honest. Uh, this wasn't really on my radar when I first started the season. Uh, on Reddit, there are a lot of these people who are like, oh, I watched the opening of this one anime, and that's how it got me hooked. And I'm like, I couldn't be that person. Well, I became that person when I was, <laughs> watching, when I was watching someone stream. They're like going through their top five or seven openings of the season, and they showed my senpai is annoying. And I'm like, god dang, that's a pretty good opening. Really good I'll opening. Give, I'll give this a look. And... This was the show that I went to right after Pride of Orange. And I was like, oh, good gosh, this is so much better. Yeah, really good. Um, I, we just don't get a whole lot of office style shows. And as somebody who works in an office, I love the dynamic between them. Because while it's obviously anime and it's over-exaggerated, some of the things that happen in the show are what happened in real life, too. So I can like relate to... Some of the events and some of the characters that th what they do however pro tip for anybody who is looking to get into an office romance uh do not dip your pen in company ink 
unless you believe that person is honestly like wife husband material because guess what when you guys don't work out that job is not fun at all so keep that in mind for all you future romance office goers uh that being said i thought the show was pretty funny a lot of the times even when it was just silly moments i had a good time with a smile on my face watching most of this rifle you mentioned earlier i thought the op was really fun kind of touched on like what the show was going to be and just having like a good time and being silly and teasing each other that that's what i was looking for in this and that's what i got i do think if you're a fan of this continue and you do read manga the manga is better than the anime and i would definitely check it out more if you're, if you're into that so uh rifle you have any more thoughts on my senpai's annoying yeah like you said the main romantic interest i was in into them as well i was into the side i was just like oh this is great i loved how uh who was it kazuma that's his name yep uh he was actually like calling her to be used as a distraction to get away from other people i like that every moment they had together was just so fun like uh the bench where this little girl comes up to him. And, oh, yeah. And he's, she's like, I took a picture and all. Uh, and he's like, oh. And so you just see Sakurai all mad. She's like, uh, and she grabs the camera. She's like, you didn't see this, did you? And Delete. it just, shows, <laughs> I know. And I'm like, wow. That was just some great moments it had. I like the characters having fun. Uh, had a huge blast. Yeah, honestly, just just an enjoyable show. I I'd be shocked if this got a second season, uh, mainly for the promotional to manga like in the old days. But I I enjoyed it. Uh, Dog Dogakobo, this is like the type of show that they do. They're really good at making seven or eight, uh, slice of life shows and romance shows like this, and that's what they did. I gave it an eight. I thought it was a good time. I would recommend it for somebody who's just looking for a show to cool off and chill with. Really fun slice of life. How about you, Rifle? Yeah, for me, uh, the opening was just really good. Great, I mean. Uh, characters loved them. I think there was, as I said, coming from Pride of Orange, it really helped me a lot. I'm just like, man, this is just great. I felt like, I don't know, there was just some stuff I wasn't into as much. But overall, the show was fine. I think I gave the show a 7. It's very good. If it ever did get another season, which I doubt, I would look to that second season. Right on. So that's a seven from Rifle and an eight from me. And before we get to our last show, we're going to do two different types of speed rounds type of thing. The first one is about the shows that we dropped. The shows that just weren't hitting with us and for the reasons, whatever they were, we dropped them. So I'm going to go first and then Rifle is. First show, Talked OP Destiny. What a massive disappointment of a show. It is a show centered around music, and they use music in the worst ways possible. When they first introduced Hell's fight scene, they used death metal instead of, you know, an orchestra because they're conductors. I don't know. The music element of the show really wasn't hanging for me. Just wear headphones. Probably solve a lot of the issues. Next up was... After that, uh... Oh, this is a light novel one. The world's finest assassin gets reincarnated into another world as an aristocrat. Love the beginning. Love the beginning. It was being unique. You're taking a new twist on it. I thoroughly enjoyed what they were doing with this isekai. And then it was like, nah, nah, let's make it a harem. Let's uh, let's show some fan service and let's 
let's move away from the actual plot that we were setting our sights on. And to me, it just one of those things. It if it's one episode and it takes me out of an episode, that's fine. But it's constantly just just switching the tone of the show. It it just completely took me out of it. I got to eight episodes and dropped it, and I was really disappointed because the show itself was. I was having a pretty good time with it and just let me down. Um, Sakugan just really couldn't connect with the father-daughter, which is a huge thing I really enjoy. I have Yotsuba, like, right behind me, which is a father-daughter uh, comedy, and I love their dynamic. For some reason, I just could not connect with any of the characters in the few episodes that I watched and dropped it. And it sounds like that was probably the right call. Um, because a lot of people were not having a good time with it. And I think that's all from me. Yes, that's all from me in terms of what I dropped. Um, Rifle, how about the shows that you dropped from the... If there were any. Yeah, pretty much like you. Uh, I want to say I dropped more like I'll watch them after maybe two weeks. Uh, like you said, Takto P. Destiny, I just... Uh, I went away from it after episode four. I just wasn't getting invested. And I kept hearing people saying, oh, like you said, the sound it doesn't suit it well. I think one person on our Discord mentioned one episode, they go to like New Orleans and they have the blues and jazz. And they're like, this is what each episode should have been like. Yep. Uh, Assassin as well. I kind of just left away from that. I'll get back to it later down the road, but... I heard as well, they only adapted like one full volume into the anime. And so some of that stuff is like filler. And I'm like, really? I too think it had a great start, especially with the atomic numbers being used as. Yes. uh, I I was like, wow. And then they kind of just dropped that off. And everything after I kind of just lost interest. The other show that I dropped, only got one episode in was, uh, deep insanity lost child uh the animations just put me off they had like these cgi looking monsters characters were bland i didn't like any of it so i just left those were like my drop shows gotcha i also i missed one it was uh banished i was kicked out of the heroes party because i wasn't a true companion or banished from the heroes party so i live a quiet life in the countryside i hate hate male or main characters where you are an adult and you have girls just jumping on you and you're like i don't get it does she like me it's like yeah yeah she does and it just just took me out i heard they kind of get established later but like dense adult male characters get no love from me if you're a teenager and you know what you're experiencing for the first time sure you get a pass when you're adult nah you get nothing Nothing for me gets dropped. So that was the shows that we dropped. Now we're going to do the speed round. Speed round is where we watched uh, other shows that maybe I only watch, maybe only Rifle watch, and just explain it really fast and give our scores. Um, not a whole lot for me that we didn't touch on. Uh, I want to touch on Fena since that was in the middle of like last season and this season, but it ended in the fall. I thought that the show was a great journey up until the end, and then they tried to reinvent the wheel, and they didn't need to it. It could have just been a pirate show. It would have been perfectly fine. I gave it a five. I really wish it could have been something more than what it actually was. 
And I think that's really the only one for me that I would, that I have like, I would like want to talk about. Oh, and Jahi. Uh, Jahi was fine. A lot of the episodes were the same and that was my problem with it. There really wasn't like an overarching story um, and or like any like real urgency to like get like her stones back and stuff like that. Like, I felt like there wasn't really, like, a holdout where, say, for instance, the devil is a part-timer, where they have, like, more of a dynamic to why they want to get some of, like, their strength back and power. But they do it in, like, a fun, unique way. This one really wasn't for me. I gave it a six. It was fine. I think I was just expecting a little bit more because a lot of people talked it up, and it was just it was just an okay. How about you, Rifle? Do you have any shows that you want to talk about quickly? Yeah. As I said, I finished Sakugan. Uh, you were right to drop it off. I was thinking it was going to be more on the adventure base, but they kind of just went to more uh, colonies and the characters they introduced just weren't fun. Uh, I was just zoning out near the end and it left a bad taste. Uh, Fena, like you said, had a really great soundtrack. I loved it. Animation really good. great. Uh, the choreography they had for one of the dances in there was just stunning. But when it came down to the last two episodes, I'm like, oh, no, it's Wonder Egg repeat all over again. Yeah. But I think I kind of, like, prepared myself for that, and it wasn't as horrid. Uh, so it didn't leave too much a bad taste, but I'm just like, we were close. It could have just been about pirates and all that. Yep. I, I was like, at, at this point, I'm just like, why are you even called a pirate princess? You don't even feel like a pirate. Uh, and the other uh, show what, that... What did uh, you give Fena? Oh, Fena I gave a, a 7. A 7? Okay. And uh, the other show that left quite an ex- unexpected taste in my mouth <laughs> was uh, Vampire Dies in No Time. Uh, I went into that. I, I didn't know anything about it. The comedy is hit or miss sometimes, but much of the time I was having a good laugh. Best boy in that entire show was John. Every moment Every moment he's in it, I'm just smiling to see what shenanigans he goes through. Uh, it was a fun ride. I gave that show a seven as well. I, I, I do need to watch that one just because it's getting a second season. And that, that it, it reminds me, I don't know if it is, but it kind of gives me Irumakun vibes where the style, the art style and the comedy just kind of seem like that. So I'll probably check it out this season since it's a little weak and I can do some catching up. That being said, that was our speed round. We are going to get to our last show of the review, which is honestly my biggest surprise. It was my second biggest surprise of the year. And that's Miracle-chan. And I thought the show, I almost, almost dropped the show after the third episode. It was just etchy bullshit where they were putting in like bad situations so we could see some panties. And then they like completely flipped the switch and like instead of the uh, actually being the focal point like the story ended up being like really good and i do have like this theory that like authors do this in like manga to sell and get hooked and like publicize where they'll make it like really sexual for the first couple of chapters or episodes and then actually start developing the story and i think that's what miracle jan did i loved like the last like seven or eight episodes episode four um one of the best, I'm going to say it, one of the best twists in anime. I loved how it was presented. 
I never saw it coming for a second that her dad was dead. It was presented in such a well manner, which kind of gives you the idea of like why she possibly sees like these spirits. Like there's no real reason why. And then till episode four and you find out her dad is dead. And it's like, well, maybe she can see it because her dad died. I'm like, wow, like this is good question mark. Like, I had to like, I, I was like pausing for a second. I was like, it's kind of like what I did with Black Clover where I hated Black Clover for a very long time. And then all of a sudden I'm like, this is good. Like what is happening? Same thing with Miracle Chat, except it didn't take me 45 episodes. Uh, Rifle, your initial thoughts on Miracle Chan? So honestly, like, I think I peaked the manga a little bit and I don't think uh, the chapters were as etchy as the anime was so i think mm-hmm. this studio took a bit more creative uh interest for it uh i was pretty fine by it i was like oh okay because i think this is how like you said it captures pe- some people yep but i just want to say the setup for everything like you said episode four but like every ghost there was an interesting setup for it it wasn't like boo scary yep. there was like a setup she's just walking she looks outside the window and you just see this ghost just walking by. I'm like, well, and that's the other thing. The ghost designs are very creepy, uh, which I like because from anime, I've seen all these ghost designs and they don't look whatsoever spooky. Mm-hmm. In Mariko-chan, they really look spooky. Uh, the setup for each episodes, like the twist they have, I was either shocked or was just crying. Because, like, I think one episode, she's just sitting down with her friend, and she just sees all these kids walking by, they're waving, and she's like, oh, bye, bye. And one of the kids looks at her, and he's like, you can see me. Yeah. And the kid basically turned into a ghost, and I'm like, oh, hell no. So good. You know? <laughs> but, as I said, there was a lot of heartfelt moments that really took me from uh, the show, uh, such as the, uh, like you said, the father. I had no clue he had passed away. Uh, it was quite funny where she gave him the pudding and mm-hmm. the monster was going to eat it. He's like, no, that's my pudding. Yes. But what really took me was the uh, cats uh, with the guy with the scarred face. Great way to end the season. Well, not just that. Not him, but like the other one. Oh, yeah. The the the, the Yakuza looking guy or whatever. Yes. I, I was like, oh, who's this person? He's just smiling at this uh, cat. I'm like, okay, he's got to take it. And then out of nowhere, these white, gold, these white cats come out in spirits. I'm like, oh, hell no. As someone who had pets that passed away, that really hurt me. Yep. And in that same episode, he's just like messing with that cat. And you just see the cats and his wife appear just looking down on him. And yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, or same for the, uh, what was it? The pregnant teacher. Because yep. she's there was that weird ghost uh, waving around her that uh, the main character saw. She's yep. like, oh yeah, my husband and I, we tried to uh, have a child, but it died. Yeah, they had and, a miscarriage. And I'm just like, what the heck? And you just see this floating blob trying to like hover around her. I'm like, oh, that's sad. Yeah, it was there to protect the baby, not to like steal it. Because like, I thought like it was like stealing its life force and stuff. It's like, no, 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 no. That's like they're protecting the child. Like, dude, this show is good. Like, 
<laughs> and like you said, the I think other I'm gonna raise my score. I think I'm gonna raise my score. I think I'm raising my score. Like you said, the other cat person, the main uh, antagonist, so to speak, was mm-hmm. phenomenal because, like I said, the whole thing was the the setup. The show, yep. and I think they set up great. We're led to believe this person's bad. There's all these dead cats around this person, and there's missing cats posted around the neighborhood, and he has like in his garbage can there's all these crows hovering hovering around and if find you find out he's not the cat killer instead these were cats he tried to help uh but it was too late his mother she was the real antagonist yeah, it was like it was like it was like it's like he wants to take the cat but like he has like PTSD from his mom killing his cat that like he'll take care of it as long as it's like not at his house type of thing. And I thought, man, now that I think about it, this show is so good. This show and is so good. Like how he tried to even had his best friend who was like a veterinarian who he said he tried to help out cats and all. It was even shocking where you see, I think the actual guy about to kill a cat and he just straight up comes out of nowhere, grabs his arm, has that dead look in his eyes. And you just see the wanted photo of that person on a mm. police board i'm like oh damn what yeah. did you do but no uh as i said the setup was nice the ghost incredible especially the uh the protector the god stuff yes i'm curious to know what will happen i like the first scene where it took that one ghost and just straight up ate it yeah i was like well, what's gonna go on with this they, they set up like a really cool system where it seems like uh Mik- Mirko has like well she does have like this protective power but it's co- it's not it's more of like a reaction to the ghost than like being proactive and fighting it and it seems like there's some limitations to it so they have a really the mystery aspect of her like ability is really intriguing to me and crazy for a show like this how much we're talking about like how deep and well written and heartwarming and sad and all these other themes that were introduced in a show that is comedy horror supernatural i think really says a lot about this show i i just really think the only my only bad thing about the show is the etchy the so force in episode one through three other than that, man, yeah, really just talk, good show. Talking about it, it's just very stunning. Uh, and I was shocked because it was labeled as a slice of life and horror. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, how's this supposed to go down? And we actually see some of that slice of life stuff. The misunderstandings about the ghost with mm-hmm. that one character. I'm just like, if only you knew what she's seeing. Because she's like, oh my gosh. She she's this powerful. She's doing that hand moment. Yeah, and like um, the the later like etchy moments is just like yeah, Hana has huge tits. It's just like whatever. It's not like she's like showing him really. And like Miko wears a short skirt. Okay, that's like anime. Like it it was like it was like fine. Like it was like nothing that was like taking me out of scenes. I guess like shoving Yuria and like um essentially like suffocating her with Hana's tits can maybe like. Yeah, whatever but to me it was so like minor and like whatever that i mean it was fine because hana i loved her as a character she's a super fun friend 
I loved her like gankiness and uh, Yuria as like also like another person you can see ghost, but only like to an extent was like a really fun dynamic as well. So I really enjoyed like the cast and the characters and everything about the show. To be honest, uh, did we miss anything from your side, Rifle? Before we get to our rating, I think uh, the other thing was the opening and ending. The really songs fun. I was. I think uh, the. I think Mirko Chan's opening kind of reflected how I should judge some openings because I was like, "Oh, this is a pretty good song itself. The visuals, it's popping." Uh, it made me read the lyrics to the opening. And I'm like, "Oh," because the lyrics are like basically how the main character is feeling. Like, yes, uh, stay me. away from me. Stay away from me. Stay away from me. I think the, like, the lyrics add a huge part of. Um, the OP, and we see that with like ranking at Kings as well, where the lyrics are a major part of what we are listening to. And this, and this is like the the opposite side where it's super fun. Yes, oh, just just a great show. I I just moved it because I had it as my number ninety eighth anime of all time. I'm moving it up. <laughs> this is good. Uh, my final rankings. One bad thing, the over etchiness in episodes one through three, that's it. I thoroughly enjoyed this show. Really well done. No needed to be this good. I'm giving it a nine. I thought it was really good. Yeah, that's uh, shocking because uh, I think for me, originally, I too, uh, I think originally I had this at like an eight. But after talking about it, I think I'm going to move it to a nine as Let's well. Let's go. Two nines <laughs> from us. Yeah, I mean... Man, yeah, this so I had my I did my biggest surprises of the year and I put Super Cub above this. But man, now that I think about it, it's way closer than I thought. Like this show was just so well done. It reminds me of like I know this will be a little different, but like prison school. Um <laughs> where it's just so etchy, but it's like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. This is like it was really etchy at points and then turned into a fantastic story. Honestly, one of, like, the best... This might be a preposterous statement, but... For this style of show and the the level of dialogue and storytelling it did, one of the best from this year. I really enjoyed Miracle John. Oh, I did too. It was very good. Uh, it bounced around from being serious to fun, mm-hmm. uh, to uh, heartwarming and sad. Just really good. Hit all the feels. Real good. Uh, overall... I mean, that's a wrap up our review, but I'd say overall from this season, I'd say it was a pretty solid season. Um, I would have to go back and see if this was maybe the best of the year, but I mean, I had three nines from this season. And if you include ranking a Kings, a 10. So like a really, really solid season, a few stinkers. Sure. But we get that every season. Definitely. I mean, just, just a really enjoyable season. And I'm really glad that, we got like a, a couple high quality anime. At least that, that that's my personal thoughts. Yeah, definitely. I want I don't think it would be I think the anime itself wasn't the best season, but I do agree. I was getting like all these high scores from all these anime I wasn't expecting. Uh it was really well done. Yeah. When I'm giving most shows like six, seven, eight, nine, like I should say actually the majority of them in like the seven, eight range seven eight yeah nine that's that's a good season that's a good good season uh no tens but um i only get like maybe like three or four a year but if you count ranking of kings then yeah we had 10 this season but i mean overall 
really enjoyed this season. I hope you guys enjoyed this season. And I hope you enjoyed listening to the podcast. If you did, guess what? It's plug time. If you want to support the podcast, the best way to do so is like, comment, subscribe, leave a review, follow us on whatever platform you're listening to us on is the best way. It helps the algorithms on whatever platform you're listening on. We used to have video formatted on Spotify, but their programs are super whack. So if you like our visual content, check out our YouTube as well. We have visual content. Unfortunately, the identity of rifle is hidden and it's going to stay that way. So you just have to stare at my beautiful face for an hour and 40 minutes. But if you're interested in that, join or subscribe to the YouTube. Or if you want to talk anime with us, you can join our Discord. Links in the link tree description below. That wraps this up. Next week is Watch Club for Sunny Boy, another uh, seasonal that I was hoping to get to purposely for Watch Club to discuss because it seemed like that would be a fun group conversation. And then back to our normal programming in two weeks. We begin the anime of the year countdown with our nomination episode. We have 17 categories. You can vote on whatever you think is going to win. And if you participate, you can win a $50 gift card to Amazon just for voting. It's a way for me to give back to the people that support the podcast and for you to uh, give your input. So I just want to say thank you again for listening. Thank you for Rifle for joining me. And we'll see you in a week for Sunny Boy. Thanks a lot.